0: It's the for naughty woman Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this <laughs> If sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping your Hard time calling for your long shorts You might learn something, whenever never know I'll let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you're mine I wanted some good yard food, and I thank God that I, that I found it in Norwood. <laughs> that song has no meaning whatsoever. I'm just being extra. Um, But saying that, I've already told you a lot that I like Blue Jays in um near Norwood Junction to get some Jamaican food from. Slaps, um, but that's by the by. Um, what am I doing here? I guess I'm making a podcast episode. Um, it's me, the baby growl. You know, the baby growl of the baby growls, Kalechi, Kalechi Okarfor, and you are listening to SYM. Officially known as say your mind, unofficially known as what, what, that's right, suck your mum Welcome to the new listeners um, and my old listeners and, you know, my ambivalent listeners We're all here. what, Um, had a great time on the 90s baby uh, podcast, the 90s baby show Um, It was just, it was really, really fun to speak uh, with the guys And if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to that episode It was an absolute, absolute vibe and, um, yeah, ooh, tell me if you I'll oh, stop singing that song on the episode. um, no, listen, listen to me carefully, open your ears, open your ears and open your mind and open your open your eyes, listen to me carefully. The next live show, I can't say too much. the next London live show, remember that coincides with the launch of my book, will not be. A weekend, it will not be a weekend. So gather yourselves accordingly, because unlike Queen Beyonce, I want Beyonce. Unlike Queen Beyonce, I mean, I will give you, I will give you extra notice, fam. It's not going to be on a weekend. Um, and just keep your eyes peeled. Get yourself gathered. You know Because sometime soon You might need to prepare But um, I'm looking forward to that Meanwhile I've got the New York live show In April God willing That'll be a whole mood I really wanted to do a Valentine's event But then thought better of it Not like a va- Not Valentine's It's coming Hey Valentine's It's coming I was going to do something around them Because I really want to Talk about love I want to talk about love and it's many expressions, but I think I'll do, I'll figure out when that is. And obviously on the February 25th, I'm doing the sit down, uh, the sit down UK. I'm going to be the guest on that. Um, and the tickets are sold out for that anyway. So I'm just trying to think of where next you can see me. So I think that I might do a little summer in March or be super, super intimate. So I might do something in March in London before, um, before I go to New York. But I'm not promising anything. It'll, if I if I am doing something, it'll be very intimate. Um, just the vibe, because I want to be able to read for some people, do some tarot readings. Um, I need to find a way to do it that's fair. But um yeah, there's been a lot of requests for tarot readings since um I went I went on the show with the baby boys. Um And then, you know, the requests from since I've gone on the receipts as well. There's there's been quite a few requests. And of course, there are all of you, my OGs, like you've been asking me for a minute too. And I just need to find a way to balance it because I feel called to read for more people. I just need to find a way to do it that doesn't take my energy. Because, you know, for me, after I read for about 10 people, my back really starts to hurt. And then you've got to think that I've got to get all of that energy out of me um, before I can read again. Read again. Read again. How do I read without you? I want to know. How do I read without you? If I don't do tarot, how will I ever, ever drag your I need to stop and get on with the freaking show because I've got places to be and people to meet. <laughs> No, that, that sounded salacious. It's really not. I need to stop laughing in the wrong places. Anyway, what have I done this week? So, well, last week I went to watch women talking and girl, those women were really talking. And apart from that, um, I watched Magic Mike and, you know, I feel like Channing Tatum's always going to have it. He's always, you know, looks wise. He's always going to have it. You know, it was Salma hate- Oh, you're not allowed to review the, let me not say any, let me not say too much. The next episode after this, I'm really going to go in on what I thought about those two movies. But at the same time, I also think that I serve looks, I pop's flavor, I drip sauce, make sure that these things are captured accordingly. Okay. Um. But that's by the by, let's get on with the things. Tarot, this is a double whammy this week because you are dedicated you have messaged me you've emailed me about two different things so I will do you um I'll do you as a double whammy today because you deserve you deserve Um, So let's get into the tarot then Um, Dear Kelechi, I hope this letter finds you well Firstly, I would like to start this email by saying I love your podcast I've been tuning in every Monday since I discovered you in 2020 Your podcast has offered me guidance and given me jokes during some hard times So big up yourself, thank you Before I get into it, I'd like to give you a backstory for some perspective My relationship with my dad is a bit of a weird one Since he has been doing Ponder River Ponder Bank in my life ever since I was a kid that imagery is sending me Sometimes I'd go months on end Without seeing slash speaking to him As he spent his time Looking after his other kids And tending to his business in Jamaica So naturally this has given me issues But recently he started to put some effort in With me and my siblings the odd phone call After being diagnosed with cancer the other day we had a conversation about his behaviour and he apologised. It was weird because I was so unmoved by it. I spent a while thinking that I needed to hear an apology in order to move on from things but when it happened it didn't bang. I think it's because the apology wasn't very sincere and he, and his reasons for being a deadbeat were very somehow. He said it was because my mum broke up with him and he was busy working. I guess I appreciate his apology but I don't think I want a relationship with him now as I'm 19 And all the hard parenting is done now I don't know what else he can bring to my life now I'm also very stubborn It's the Aquarius in me But my sisters are making me feel bad for not wanting a relationship with him My sister reckons it's not normal to feel this way So I guess my question to you is Am I in the wrong? And if so, how do you forgive your parents and heal your inner child? Thanks in advance for answering Lots of love Oh, so that's your first question. And it's mad because the first question, the first letter you send, you're 19. The second question, I'm gonna go to your 20. So um, I mean, it's to be fair to myself, it is literally a gap of oh no, it's a gap. It's a gap. But um, I was gonna say it's literally a gap, it's a gap. But um, so you were 19 when you sent the first letter, the second letter that I'm gonna go on to you're 20. All right, cool. Let's deal with this first letter. Let me tell you something, baby. I'm still trying to figure it out. How do you, you forgive in forgiven stages, if at all You know I've got that episode that's called Forgiven For What you, you do the things that you do when you are ready to do it Because people weren't lying when they say that There is a certain sort of acceptance I think that that's what it is, you know Let me even rewind, select uh, um, I think that for me it's not so much about forgiveness As it is about acceptance When I feel resentment about certain things. There is a part of me that I guess is still wanting for those things to change, and it's like sometimes you, a lot of times, in fact, you have to accept things as they are, and then choose what you're gonna do from there. Because he can't go back in time and undead beat un unbeat the dead of the dad. He can't undead beat dad dad himself. He's a deadbeat dad, you know, and that's not going to change. And your inner child, yes, you need to accept that, you know, he has been a deadbeat um, and has, you know, personal reasons or um, reasons why he's now showed up. And, you know, that it's when a lot of these deadbeat dads, it's when they get mad old or when they're ill that suddenly they're like, oh. Oh, I need to reconnect with my, with my loved ones, with my children Because suddenly they're concerned about mortality and their legacy And that I feel like their ego kicks in and they want to be remembered well Why do you want to be remembered well when you didn't do the, the, the well things while you were alive? Why do you want to be remembered well? You know, I pray that, you know, um, he has, um, you know, uh, uh Um, A healing that he's able to sort of like navigate I pray him well basically Um, And I hope that he's cared for And um, that he'll be okay, you know But um, the reason I say this ultimately is like Ego is the thing that kicks in with a lot of people A lot of deadbeat dads when they now suddenly want to connect But they don't even know what they're wanting to connect for (laughs) Connect for Maybe I'll call that Maybe that will be the title Of this Connect Four I saw a video of Beyonce Playing Connect Four With Alison Hammond And um, Beyonce won And it was like Of course she did Um, Of course Like Queen Um, But yeah um, I'm just pulling your cards By the way Just seeing what it says here Yeah I mean The cards that are coming out We've got the Queen of Cups In reverse We've got the Eight of Cups In reverse And we've got the Five of Swords In reverse Like You can't heal really what you haven't yet sat with So when I was even talking about acceptance earlier Just out of intuition You can't heal what you haven't already sat with There is so much to um, unpack there And I understand that with your age Talking therapies and might not even be your bag But it might not um, be something that's easily accessible to you But um, yeah, there is so much There is a lot there for you to process And I had an inner child ceremony literally the other day with Laurence, Laurence Sesu, and um, when I tell you I bawled, when I tell you that I cried, you know, like me, yeah, because of the trauma that I've experienced as a child, there is a certain sort of state that I can go into where I'm, you know, dissociation, that sort of thing, where I'm not really in my body. For a long time, I didn't want to sit in my body, so it's taken a lot of practice, a lot of. Work to be able to feel, like, feel my feelings and sit in this space within my body And there's still a lot to do, and I feel like tarot The metaphysical, the esoteric has really helped me to find comfort and solace within my body Because I understand it to be a channel of good and divinity And that hasn't always been the way um, I felt about my body growing up, right So, um, so Most times though If I'm not in like the channeling mode I do exist in my head a lot I'm constantly thinking Constantly worrying And I'm trying to be better At you know Not kind of indulging in those things So when the ceremony started with Laurence I was just like Yeah sure she was like Oh you know I'm going to speak to your inner child I need to not do her accent I'm going to speak to your inner child I'm going to call your inner child forward And you know Talk with her about what she needs And what she wants Um, from you as adult Kelechi and I was just like yeah sure yeah yeah sure you know because there's a part of you that's like yeah whatever not even whatever but you know like there's a certain suspension of disbelief that you know that you have to enter into in order for this thing to work and you're just like "Mm, sure I cannot tell you when them tears started you know, like you go into this sort of state and I, and I wasn't even fully, I believe, in that state Because I kept getting distracted But I was in the state enough That when Laurence started talking And asking, you know, little Kalechi what she needed And this and when I start Yo, so I say all of that to say that At Big Big 36, I'm still figuring it out, baby I'm still figuring it out. You are all of 19. Like I'm still trying to figure out what that inner child healing looks like. And I'm hoping that the things I discover I can impart um, to you or impart on you. So your journey with all of that is smoother. Um, So the Queen of Cups in reverse coming out here is that this isn't, what's annoying about this situation with your dad Is that it's not about you Which is probably what I was trying to articulate earlier Everything is still about him Everything is still about him Which is why you said that The the apology didn't bang, the apology didn't slap The apology didn't connect For the reasons it needed to Because it was still him being centred in the, in the whole narrative It still wasn't about you He still does not understand the hurt that he has caused you So I'm sorry, how can I forget You're asking me to forgive somebody That doesn't even know What they've done wrong And other people Especially Christians And that will be like Oh But it doesn't matter Whether they know It's not about them It's about you And rah 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 Cool But I need to accept That this person Does not know What they have done wrong Because they're just Talking like a talker So it's not so much me forgiving this person as accepting that they do not know what they have done wrong. So I am now in a position where I can tell them, these are all the things that you've done, not necessarily because I'm even expecting them to hold that space and be like, yeah, I've got it. And I'm sorry for that specifically. That would be nice. But it's so we both can now exist in a collective reality that is more attuned to the individual experiences that we've both had We're not going to exist in your own, only your reality Where you're saying sorry for sweet fuck all We're going to have to find a um, a cohesive reality Where I can also share my truth Not because I'm looking for quote unquote closure Or even looking for you to truly understand the depths To which you've hurt me But you must also know that truth You must also know that this is what it's like from my perspective Otherwise, what is the fucking point? So this is um, the energy that it comes from here That you are not ready to move on from this You have not gotten what you need from this There has been no reconciliation Because we've got the five of swords in reverse There's been nothing that's come of this Where it's like, you know what I can understand why you would be looking at towards forgiveness Because it's not like And I feel like it's annoying Because people think that To not be in a state of forgiveness Might mean that you're in some other state That is ruining you Sometimes you're just not in a state of forgiveness And you're perfectly fine You know, and so for you, it's this sense of like You want to be in a state of acceptance Not necessarily forgiveness And you also, and to be in that state of acceptance You need for this person to know And maybe not just even for them to know But for you to know These are the, these are the ways that they've hurt you Like to be able to list it, hold space for yourself That these are the ways that you were hurt These were the ways that you felt unparented And un, you know, and unloved by them wow the card that you get from this, uh, from the dickhead and recovery affirmation deck um, Affirmations for a dickhead and recovery says The child in me deserves stability, honesty and kindness Yo, thank you spirit for never making a liar out of me The child in me deserves stability, honesty and kindness Baby, that is what you deserve Nobody can come to you with some dege dege, some dibby dibby apology um, And be like, oh yeah, done No, no I deserve stability. I deserve honesty. Be honest. Like, and even that honesty also must come from you. You must also be honest about how this has affected you because sometimes the hierarchical nature of parent child relationships means that they can fuck around for years and years and years and years. And then turn around and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry for what? List it. Oh, but I'm the parent. I don't have to do that. No, 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 no. You rescinded Whatever, whatever, you know, power dynamic that you thought existed in that particular moment, you rescinded it when you did not um, fulfill your obligations as a parent So therefore we're talking as two humans, right? You hurt me and you need to be accountable for the fact that you've hurt me And if you don't want to be accountable, well, the consequences of that mean that these are the parameters within um, which... Um, our relationships will, um, our relationship will be able to function. You're not going to have all of me. All of me doesn't want all of you. Cause you don't know how to fucking say sorry. Sorry. I was going off on one there, but it's really important. It's really important. And I hope that that part resonates, um, with you. So let's look at the second part of your question. Well, the letter that you sent way after, here we go. Dear Karechi, I hope this letter finds you well. I'd just like to start by saying how much I love your podcast. Your podcast has gone to move through some really dark times. I'm not laughing at the dark times. It's the fact that, you know, you're writing again. Um, and lonely times. So thank you for providing me with all this amazing content for free. Much love. I'm going to try and keep it short as possible whilst providing enough context. Also, apologies if it don't make sense. Writing is not my forte. I'm dyslexic. It's my 20th birthday next week. Happy birthday. Your birthday's past. Happy birthday. Um, it's my 20th birthday next week and I feel so lost. I always tend to have these existential crises around my birthday for some reason, but this year hits differently because I'm leaving my teenage years behind and I'm finding it a bit daunting. For a bit of context, I have eczema, alopecia, anxiety and depression. I've had eczema since birth. It covers a good 80% of my body And I'm covered in old scars and hyperpigmentation Whereas I developed my alopecia when I was 14 After my nan's passing it took a huge toll on my mental health I spent the rest of my teens being very anxious and sad My conservative Jamaican family thought it would be best if I kept it a secret And I agreed because I was petrified of being bullied slash rejected again Although when I look back I can see how it perhaps hindered me more than it protected me Because now I feel really lonely I struggle to make friends and connect with my friends um, Because they don't actually know me Plus being a black woman with alopecia is a long ting Hair is such a huge huge part of Black culture and womanhood, and not having any makes me feel uh, like less of a woman. I guess. In addition to this, I hate wearing wigs as they reflect um as they reflect my identity. I was brought up with a conscious family, and I was into natural natural styles before. I think you want to say as they don't reflect my identity. This part is the most jarring because I'm quite an expressive slash creative person And I feel as though I can't express myself in the ways that I'd like to Since I'm restricted to certain clothes and hairstyles Anyways, fast forward to lockdown My mental health was in the gutter Age 17. The weight of being a black woman in visible different, with visible differences and knowing how people perceive me gets me down and lays heavy on my heart. I literally couldn't function and had to drop out of college and quit my job. Then as soon as I went back to complete my second year, I got clarted with another illness and I had extreme dizziness, vertigo, which meant I couldn't attend college and had to drop out again. The NHS waiting list um, lists are a piss take. So I was basically on Bed rest for a whole year before we could afford to go private to find out what was wrong with me Fast forward to now, I'm still recovering on antidepressants and turning 20 next week I feel so lost in life, I'm turning 20 but I've lost a massive chunk of my life And I feel like I've stunted my growth As though I'm a child trapped in an adult's body I've always been quite mature for my age so this is a bit of a mind fuck. Um, In addition to this I've lost a lot of friends Who couldn't be asked To check up on me During this time My age mates Have all gone off to uni Or have kids And um, some are driving I feel like I'm so behind And that I'm running out of time I also have no idea what I want to do career-wise but um, I know that I have to do something because I owe it to my family members who left their home for better opportunities the next decade of my life should be exciting but I'm so worried Kalechi, please tell me there's better days ahead will I always be this lonely platonically and romantically will I make something of myself and do I find better ways to deal with my cocktail of health conditions I don't know much about astrology, but I've been told that I'm a manifesting generator and I've attached my birth chart below. Many thanks in advance if you end up answering lots of love. I don't know. That made me so teary. I'm so sorry. Um, sorry. Um, because all that, all that that you're feeling now, um, as you've now turned 20, I've been there. I've been there and I get it. Um, maybe mine wasn't eczema, um, or alopecia, but, um, I understand how you, how you can feel like you're running out of time. Um, and how a lot of this has weighed so heavily on you. Um, what's coming to me initially is that your body is shouting, your body is screaming. Your body is shouting, your body is screaming The things that you have repressed That you are unable to say um, It's been said through your body There needs to be more joy And more self-expression in your life I don't know how we go about doing that If you um, want a mentor I I rarely ever, ever offer something like that But um, if you want a mentor Like I'm down, you know, I'm down to do that for you um but there is a lot there's a lot going on there and I think that it's because people are silencing you I feel like it's your dad king of wands in reverse came out primarily again and we were just talking about your dad um in the first reading that you feel um that there's this hindrance or there's this there's this um gate that you can't quite pass through like it's like you're waiting for me mi- for permission to live your life and I feel like I want to offer you that. I understand having a conservative Jamaican family you know I understand that especially growing up with Ni- in Nigerian culture where Nigerians are very very conservative um I want to offer you permission. Like I know that there are repercussions to these things I know that there are consequences to these things But your health Like your health requires it Your health demands Your physical, spiritual, emotional health Demands that you know joy And you are making decisions from a place of joy If you are not your body will react in certain ways Like every every part of us will react in certain ways And I'm so thankful that you told me That you are um, a manifesting generator As somebody who's just a pure generator the the You know that we're making the r- right decisions in life If we're excited by them Baby, there's nothing that you've mentioned That you're excited about In regards to the way that your life has been going so far And the things that you're being asked to do You're excited about this podcast I can tell you're excited about it, right? You know that an episode's coming out You're excited Now, when that feeling Think about what that feels like And I need you to start feeling that In more areas of your life Like even the mundane day-to-day things Do I want Weetabix? Am I excited about eating Weetabix? yes no it can only be a yes no answer it can't be maybe but 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 but. no it can only be yes or no if you've got nobody around you that you trust that can ask you these questions think about the things that you want um to be asked write them down leave them for about two hours come back however long you want to leave them for come back to those questions and literally first 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 reaction go with that Do I want to eat Weetabix? You've written it down I mean, by then maybe you're starving But you've written it down You come back, yes, no Like you need All you can do is yes, no Because when it's too vast For your mind And your heart to comprehend it, it, it can be that can be what makes you feel stunted right the right friends you will be excited about you'll gravitate towards those people there has to be an energetic shift in your body otherwise what will happen in our bodies is that our bodies essentially will start to shut down on itself and it affects our um, immune system all of that and I'm not even just trying to be in a woo-woo state right now I believe that to be a fact I know that there are certain things that are simply out of our control so I'm not saying like everything is mind over matter and all of that stuff and I know that we Have some actual remedies so my G's you lot that know um, The um, you know good things to use for Eczema um, I know That alopecia is a bit of a Challenging one but if you know anything Definitely please do um, Do suggest it I don't know If you've tried um, Amma's product Range you know this is planted Um, If you haven't and you want me to get you some stuff And send it out to you I'm happy to do that Because amma has got things that I know That people have been using for their um, alopecia Um, I know that people have been banging out Rosemary oil recently But whatever you need Like you're, 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 you're a little bab Whatever you need I need you to know that I've got you right. And this is what you're going to start finding. The more that you, because that manifesting part of you being a generator is very, very important. You need to inform people of what you are going to do. Um, you don't, Ask for permission You just let people know What you're going to do But it seems like You need somebody To give you the illusion Of permission In order for you To start informing people Of what the hell You're going to do With your own life Right So I'm giving you That permission To start seeking joy And to seek joy Like with without regret And it's about excitement You need to feel excited About these things The course that you are doing All of those things Like are you excited by it Because if you're not You need to reconsider And and your body will let you know that That's the thing about human design Like your body will let you know that Nah, this ain't it This ain't it And you've got the seven of swords here in reverse That comes out as well Because it's time for you to appear as who you really are Baby, there are are other challenges ahead Not even to scare you There are just other challenges ahead in this life Pluto's moving into Aquarius So this is going to be good for you, I believe In terms of strengthening you 10 of pentacles is the last card that you've got that comes out Only good is coming for you in your life And you're going to have quite a bit of travel as well Maybe what you should consider is some kind of exchange program Because I've seen two of ones here at the bottom of the deck so Try and look into some exchange programs The reason I say that is because Respectfully you need to get the fuck away from your family Just for a little bit Just for a little bit And But we need you to be safe when you get away from them And I know that money might not be long um, Right now at the age of 20 But if there are, um, if there are programs that you can look into Exchange programs That allows you to go away for a bit Just so you have space To to enjoy and explore who you are I would greatly recommend it So again if anybody knows Of any exchange programs Or things that are happening Preferably in warm places Because that's what I'm getting From this uh, two of wands At the bottom of the deck I'm using the Lisa Style Modern witch tarot deck Then please do let me know um, So I can um, send it to our babe Um, But you've got ten of pentacles here Like all will be well all will be well. And I know that the moment that you start to feel joy, certain shifts will start happening and people will be coming to you with the things that you need. So remember that you need to inform people of what you are planning to do and what you want, rather than them telling you that this is how you're going to live your life. And it's just good to get away from them for a bit so you can figure out what that is. So do you feel excited about the suggestion I've just made about you going on an exchange program? If the answer is yes, get onto it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Because your health is paramount, and we need you. We need you to be here living your best life. So, Yeah that was um a double whammy but I feel like you deserve that I hope that that was um a nice birthday present for you and I'm sorry I took so long to get to that message but this is the nature of my inbox and um I know that I'm I feel like I need to get a separate assistant just to go through my inbox and file where things need to be and so I just go into a folder and these are all the um, tarot lessons and these are all the interview requests everything waiting so I know where I need to be but um Sending you lots of love Sending you lots and lots of love And thank you so much For writing in And if anybody else Has any questions um, That you want to bring forward um, Let me know Let me know And send it to me um, On SYM At Kalechiocal4.com. And <laughs> eventually Sha I'll get to them um, Alright cool So let me pick up This week's show sponsors Who are ExpressVPN This podcast is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Now you guys already know um, all about ExpressVPN. I would hope by now, because how could you not? I talk about them on the show all of the time. And I just can't stress enough how important it is to be protecting your online activity from these tech, you know, these big tech companies that are tracking and spying and doing all of their things to profit off you. But there's actually another reason that I love it and if you know me I love a good show although I haven't been getting to watch many shows recently just because I've had to do like copy edits on on my book and stuff which is sci-fi so everything ties in together um well there's thousands of shows on spaces like Netflix and um they some of these shows you'll find that they're not um they're only available for instance Outside of the you know the UK and wherever else like you might want to watch things and it's like Oh you can't watch it in your region so what you can do is change your country if you access the ExpressVPN app and what ExpressVPN um, does as an app is that it encrypts your data and reroutes it Through a server location of your choice so this not only protects your data but also lets you Control which country you want Netflix to think that you're in or whichever you know um App that you're using To stream your bits Not your literal bits Keep your bits Well you don't have to Keep your bits covered Who am I to tell you What to do But I'm talking about What you're watching In terms of bits Anyway ExpressVPN lets you choose from over 90 different countries So every time you run out of stuff to watch You can just fire up the app on your laptop Or your smart TV or your phone Switch countries and um, hit connect And once you refresh the page You'll get a brand new selection of shows And it's really that simple And the best part is that Like I said It's not just Netflix You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows Or sports Or um, on other streaming services too So I use it to watch all manner of things You know how much I love um, Abbott Elementary So it makes it easy For me to watch Ab- um, Abbott Elementary And things like that So people are like you where are you Watching from Just go and get Express VPN And stop asking me Questions um, But yeah Check it out They've been rated Number one On various um, Magazines And publishers Like Tech Radar The Verge And um, well me Because I'm, I'm, I'm That girl So Visit expressvpn.com slash straws right now and get three extra months for free um, on their service, of their service rather. And that's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash straws. That's expressvpn.com slash straws. Um, Visit them to learn more. Anyway, let's get on with Share Your Magnificence. Woo, okay. So this week on Share Your Magnificence, this letter is from... (laughs) Another one that's from months and months ago Good afternoon Kelechi, I'm back again But this time around because I'm so happy and so damn proud That I want to shout it from the rooftop So the rest of the world can join me in marvelling at the brilliance Of my very good friend Jerry, Who's put together these words are true An affirmation deck that is catered to black women Um Fems, non binary, and trans folks who are navigating the intersection of microaggressions that we face at work. It is a breath of fresh air and a source of hope. Like I mentioned on her website in my review of the cards. Um, I felt seen like someone had finally put to words the hope I needed to hold on to as I try to thrive in a world that wants me to do otherwise I think people, especially black queer people, need these cards because there's just something reassuring about knowing that someone else gets it They know what you're going through, they see who you are and they've created this medium through which that meeting of minds, um, that exchange of hope can take place Every day I'm giddy with the joy and knowledge That that is my friend That Jerry did that If anyone is interested in purchasing their own These words are True Deck They can do so via this link um, so that's in Jerry Marley, campbell.com. I'll remember to post the link in the show notes So you lot can grab that Thank you as always, Kelechi For being your incredible, drop-dead gorgeous self That dress you wore to the Nope premiere Had me shouting, Jesus And thank you for destroying my life And wrecking my existence All of the love and warmth Thank you, two slaps on your chest Thank you <laughs> Thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. And big up yourself. Two slaps on your set um on your chest and Jerry for creating this um deck of cards. I haven't checked them out yet, but I will. I shall. And I'll be purchasing a deck myself to bless this, you know, my office space with. Um I'm loving, I'm loving how we're all moving, how we're all putting beauty um into the world. So big up yourself for doing that. So the deck of cards are called These Words Are True. Affirmation deck. Yeah so um yeah big up yourself I love that absolutely love that so I'm going to mark this to make sure that I remember to um add it to the show notes I'm saying that I'll forget so hopefully Annie will remind me um share your magnificence another letter dear Kelechi babyist of baby people trigger warning includes mention of sexual abuse so if you want to skip forward by like five six minutes please do The new year is already showing madness But I hope in the midst of it all You are continuing to shine and flourish As um, as all those blessed by the almighty will do I've wanted to write to you many times over the past year Because life has really been lifing And everybody is mad And continue to show their assholes Even though we do not want to see With so much I wanted to share And my tendency to use 40 words instead of 10 You may see a number of letters from me in your inbox Bear with me, Aburu Thank you, I shall This letter is to share some light amidst the shadows that this white supremacist society continues to cast I want to share some magnificence Last year I got married to a man I love more than I ever thought I could love someone And who loves me more than I believed I could ever be loved the journey up the altar was paved with so many lessons and you delivered, you delivered many of those, hence me acknowledging you here too My views and expectations of love were warped by traumatic experience um, after traumatic experience from childhood to adulthood Sexual abuse by a family member as a young teenager, various assaults in school and out of it Love becomes a dirty word despite a deep desire for it in discovering your podcast uh, your podcast all those years ago i'm an og as you know i began to recognize the need for some work on myself being shackled to the past being defined by violations by people i trusted i was unable to move forward and so i started therapy and like a lot of healing it hurt before it got better that process of pulling out the darkness and the heaviest of um, the darkest and the heaviest of emotions ha- um holding them to the light of taking that tangled ball of feelings and pulling at the, uh, the threads one one at a time. Omo, I wasn't ready. And I read with new expectations, um, a fresh frame of reference, bell hooks moved me, shifted my focus, and helped me redefine what love means to me. After countless blows, disappointments, and demons in human form, I am now loved with care and softness, with gentleness and genuine um, genuinity. Um, that's there's a there's a now familiar quote by Eartha Kitts. A man has always wanted to lay me down But he never wanted to pick me up Sis spoke my heart Omo, the rehabilitation centre, that was me Mandem were receiving healing Left, right, centre A number of them, a number of women were Are enjoying good men as a result of me Being chief medical officer <laughs> nurse in the trenches, Mary C. calling my way through the heartbroken, the damaged, the pain stricken, problematic fellas. Once back on their feet, off they went more times than once. I heard being vulnerable with me. Um, I must say, I heard being vulnerable with me when they were broken meant they couldn't bear to stay with me once they were whole. I chose celibacy at a point, When I uh, realised I was seeing myself through a corrupt sexualized lens Glasses forced over my eyes by those evil men who decided my body was literally up for grabs And didn't house a spirit, a soul, a mind, a person Therapy helped me explore this too The work was, has been, continues to be hard And as much as my self-awareness and self-concept have undergone an overhaul there is still some work to be done. But because of the unpacking I've done, when love came knocking, I was ready. I was able to open my hands and my heart and receive it. And I could give it too with joy, with abandon, with passion, with all of me. All of me loves all of you. Glad those fuck boys are in the distance. Yeah, baby. Sorry. Let me get back to the letter. <laughs> Um, social media has taught us the dangers of praising anyone As people will do what? Disgrace you But I have no fear Kalechi, he treats me like an egg He is Ghanaian So this is a serious thing. <laughs> I feel protected by a man An impossibility, I thought But now my lived experience he loves me but I love me more My past is no longer a noose No longer a cloak of shame I share my life with him Including my love for you And he gets it He adds to my life And takes nothing away Hmm Let me not talk too much Because bad advice people May be listening God punish them Is what I'm saying In a nutshell Love is magnificent Therapy is magnificent And I am magnificent For throwing myself Into the latter So I can fully immerse myself In the latter And you are magnificent Because this journey Kicked off because of you so thank you I encourage anyone who may be embarking on the therapy journey and doubts whether it's working whether it's worth it please baby person stick with it if you have found the right therapist do that work the light on the other side is warm it's restorative it's everything I just read this back to myself and I still can't believe it's me I never saw it coming Sending you bundles of love and light. Thank you, baby girl. Two slaps on your chest and two slaps on a baby boy's chest. Ah, love is a sweet something. Ah, love is a sweet something. Talk about it. Talk about it. No, I'm so happy for you, man. Like, I'm so, so happy for you. And this is what I want for all my people, them. Just to, uh, know, to know a deep, healing, passionate, restorative love that transcends the body, that transcends time. fam. May we all be blessed with that. Unless you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Unless you're a prick that's hate listening. It will never be well with you. As my words are entering your ears, I hope that it baffles your life. No, but seriously, even the waywards, man even the waywards i hope that 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 higgyhaga spirit of yours can feels the balm of what it is to be loved so you can know something other than the misery that you existed with or within daily is what i pray for all the people that need it but i'm so happy for you two slaps on your chest that was just a breath of fresh air i just loved reading that It was everything um all right cool i'm still got this massive grin on my face Yeah, Um, I feel, was that all the letters? Yeah, I feel that that's everything All right, cool So let's jump then to So You Mad Um, I might just do one because One So You Mad because I have to actually go um, Head out in a bit No, I'll see if I can do a couple Because there are some mad, crazy things are happening Crazy things are happening, you see it No, I think I can get it all done Go, I I can move my mouth fast Pause (laughs) Anyway um, this letter really tickled my titties um, Here we go For So You Mad this week There is a bus driver um, It was the 63 bus Because of course it was um, Because that's what all our people Them are driving The number 63 bus um, 363 Number tw- bus twelve thirty six. This is a London thing If you don't get it Anyway We've all nipped to the shop during the workday To pick up those few bits and pieces we need Usually it's done during your lunch break Or at another time When you have a quiet moment And no one is depending on anything from you Yes, it seems as if not Yet it seems as if not everyone Abides by those rules As spoken about on the um, Poor Decision show One of the hosts recounts a moment When a bus driver in South London Allegedly got off his bus To go and buy plantain from a local shop Whilst his bus was full of passengers um, They just ended up looking on in disbelief. I thought that this was funny when I read it because the imagery of a bus driver stopping the bus and being like, look, that plantain, plantain as some of you like to call it, is three for one pound. When have I recently seen plantain that is three for one pound? Three plantains for one pound. my! I've got to stop. I don't care if I'm flying a motherfucking plane. I'm going to land... Plantain on the plane, plantain on the plane. I've got to land the. Pl- I've. Uh, am I going to call it plantain on the plane now? No, but I like Connect Four. We'll see. I'll have to land that plane because if I can see from up there that there's plantain that is free for one pound, we're gonna to have to take a. We're gonna to have to just pause. We're gonna to have to just stop this plane quickly, quickly, so I can go and buy it because the price of plantain is getting out of hand. It's the pressure is getting worse. Sir. The price of the plantain is getting worse. Sir. What will we now have to eat? Well, that's when I knew that the cost of lives was really hitting us. The cost of living crisis was really hitting us because why am I, why am I having to take out a mortgage to buy plantain? Is everybody all right? And then oxtail, and the you lot that were telling me to come and do plant based, plant based. Have you seen the price of plantain? So I'll just eat a slice a day. Come on, let's be fucking for real. Something needs to change, and I feel like it's because of the gentrification. Of the areas that we've grown up in And all of these people arriving (laughs) I sound like one of those Get out of my country But really You're coming to gentrify the area You're driving up the cost of everything The economy is a fucking shit show So now I can't even eat plantain in peace Let me tell you I went to Chishuri. There was a Shishuru pop-up at 180 corner Last week I went with my friend Diana Like As soon as I saw it announced I just bought two tickets off the bat I didn't even know who I was going to go with But I said me? When it comes to jockey baccaré, I will eat that food. Let me let you know that. And there was she it was an amazing meal. It was a set course. It was brilliant. But do you know, for me, the pièce de résistance, is that how you lot say it? The Mandem in France, Pièce de Résistance. That the the real crown, the real jewel in the crown, no colonialism like Lizzie, was the plantain. It was made so beautifully I can't even explain it to you Because we all make plantain in very different ways And I don't even usually make it the way that it was fried Like I don't usually fry it the way that it was fried When I went to that Chishuru event And then they just sprinkled a little bit of sauce um, sauce? A little bit of salt Salt on the top It was impeccable I've never felt so moved by plantain before She feels like she did nothing special She was just adding it to the dish that it was served Because we had rice And I think like guinea, guinea hen Guinea fowl hen I don't know We had that And it was in a beautiful sauce That was inspired by Nigeria, obviously Um, But to me That, that plantain was the cocoa That was, that was, that was the bang That was really the bangure in that in that whole kind of spread, Um, so yeah, I just felt like I'd share that. But I understand what that bus driver did, and I think that there has to be more allowance for having the space to interact with plantain wherever you see plantain, because we understand that in a cosy lives, we're gonna have to get it how we get it. You know, we're gonna we're just gonna have to because why am I going to Peckham and I'm seeing um, free plantain for two pounds? Is everybody fucking mad? Prince Charles needs to come out of that Clark Palace And go and sort it out Go and pay for all Go and pay all of our plantain subsidies Because this is out This is ridiculous It's really, really ridiculous And it's hurting me and my homegirls To be honest So that got me And then I saw this story Which one was the other one That I thought I'd share Not as, um. oh yeah Well, she's bananas anyway So, so going from plantain to bananas You see what I did there Man like me, man like me You get it um, let's see what this says um, A devout Christian mum is suing her four-year-old son's school After claiming that he had to take part in an LGBT parade A first-of-its-kind legal case has now started After the mother said she wants her child to receive an education Rather than indoctrination In the first hearing yesterday It was heard how Mrs Izzy Montague, 38, I even thought she was older than that My G Launched legal action against Heavers Farm Primary School in Croydon South London Of course it's Croydon After being told that her son Could not opt out of a Pride event Despite the family's Christian beliefs The mum is now suing the school On the grounds of direct and indirect Discrimination, victimisation And a breach of statutory duty Under the Education Act 1996 And the Human Rights Act 1998 See, of all the things that you could be doing You really want to put on that pink lipstick with your your crucifix cross I'm not even going to get started Mrs Montague said she first became aware of the Pride Parade on June 19, 2018 When she received the letter which was sent to parents Inviting them to a Pride March to celebrate the differences that make them and their family special she said she contacted the school and also wrote a lengthy letter outlining for her son to be excused due to the public display um, of adherence to views, which she did not accept. The mum also asserted the march was an unlawful discrimination against children who follow their Christian or any other mainstream religion. Central London um, County Court heard her yesterday. However, her she her she told the court her um what's it? However, her told the court her request was refused Believing she was being bullied and refusing to be silenced Mrs Montague faced no alternative but to withdraw her son from the school And launch legal action She's been supported by the Christian Legal Centre At the start of the case, which is set to last eight days Judge Christopher Lethem, was it Lethem, said That Mrs Montague and her husband were devout born-again Christians He said that, um, he said they believed that sexual, relationship, um, sexual relations should be abstain from or take place within a lifelong marriage between a man and a woman adding that any activity outside of those confines was sinful judge letham said also said they also say pride is considered to be the most serious of the deadly sins the court heard that mrs montague attended a meeting with susan pappas the school's head teacher and the head teacher's daughter was there with a t-shirt on that had the slogan Why be racist, sexist, homophobic or transphobic When you could just be quiet My G, my G because I've got the same t-shirt Yeah, yeah, gang gang A number of parents also claimed that the school was forcing A very aggressive LGBT agenda onto their children All of whom were under 12 years In a manner that abused their parental rights Mrs. Montague will submit Following her complaints That the school created a hostile And intimidating atmosphere Towards any parents who dissented Against the LGBT ideology That was forced on their children When asked... um, Uh, By Ian Clark representing the school about her reaction to the letter She received about the pride march She said she felt the children were being requested to do something No one wanted to buy Mr. Clark said so you get this letter on June 19th And you see that it's about celebrating the things that make our family special You say the letter is forcing you into the indoctrination of an LGBT lifestyle Where does it say that? Mrs. Montague replied I don't know I just felt A topic had come up I clearly was not in the know about it But this was the way In my opinion To try to indoctrinate it Onto us by passing it off That it was part of law Or part of British values Or it was part of the national curriculum It was trying to sell something No one wanted to buy The school's representative also went on to ask the mum about how she felt about the school celebrating diversity. Mr. Clark asked her, as I understand, you don't have a problem of celebrating the diversity of the whole school community and tackling bullying. Ms. Montague you said, me personally, it's not something I would celebrate. It's not something I would choose to celebrate. I think it's good the wider community comes together and we learn and live together. I don't know if you mean celebrate as have a party. It's not something I would attend. Um... Mr. Clark said, Isn't the school simply using the month of June to celebrate wider issues of diversity and tolerance? Miss Montague replied, I believe it's using Pride Month and other issues around that time to sell Pride Month. I think you could and um, you can easily celebrate diversity without having anything to do with Pride Month. And when the 38-year-old was asked whether she would still be suing the school if they if the event hadn't taken place in Pride Month, she said, if they did any form of celebration of any sexual lifestyles, We will still be here, will still be sat here. A month that celebrates sexual lifestyles is is a problem in any month. Ahead of the hearing on February 1st, Mrs. Montague said that she felt she was being bullied by the school as she was only trying to raise awareness amongst parents as to what is happening in our primary schools. Um, I'm sorry, this is longer And I'm just fucking tired and I'm bored of it I'm so bored of her Mrs. Montague, shut the fuck up At the age of 38, you should be worrying about so many other things Living your life rather than being a hateful piece of shit Shut the fuck up Like, I understand that some of you lot like to do the whole uh, I mean, I just, I don't, I just don't agree with the lifestyle Nobody asked you Nobody asked you and nobody wants you Okay Stay where you are in your dry as fuck life. Like nobody wants you with that pink lipstick. Face your front. not even apply it properly. To not even do it properly. Just faded. Faded, faded like your common sense. I don't, like, it's just weird to me. Like even the idea of like, oh, pride, pride is a sin. Um, And I hate the way that people reduce the relationships of, um, you know, LGBTQIA plus people to merely being about sex. You lot lips up all of the time. And you might, this Mrs. Montague might not even be on that. Her and her husband, I feel like they had their child just by shaking hands. She might not be on that. I don't know. But there's so much repressed feelings. There's so much like it's it's just weird to me I'm so sorry. it's just so weird to me it's so backwards oh they're forcing this agenda on our children. Meanwhile, it's funny some of you are so concerned about this quote unquote gay agenda that's being forced on your children but even in terms of setting an example of a healthy heterosexual relationship, you're not doing that. you're dashing things at each other breaking each other's heads you're you're in the most you're in the most mix up and blend blend but you're you feel like somehow. Gay people is where you draw the line You haven't even managed to achieve a a healthy conducive uh, You know, a healthy conducive relationship That you can demonstrate to your child A heterosexual one You haven't managed that But you've got all the smoke for gay people Trans people All of these Shut the fuck up Face your front Because you're so worried about things that have nothing to do with you you understand And so I feel like by what she's saying Because she could see where the lawyer was taking her to About the fact that would you be happy If they celebrated Black History Month And I think she was pushing back like Well why What's there to celebrate So I feel like um, Christianity has really done a number on you the, the the white supremacist packaging of Christianity That you received Like you used up all of your subscription In the first 20 days Like for t- first 10 days You didn't even let it last the whole 30 days Like you are a mess you are a mess. And I feel sorry that your son has you for a parent. I really, really do. Because as somebody who grew up with um, homophobic um, rhetoric, thinking that it was natural, that it was okay to say and, and think and things like that. And then you go through such a process of unlearning. It really riles me up when people are wrong and strong about these sorts of things. The lives of other people The existence, the beauty The passion of their lives their, their, the, 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 the life force in their breath That they breathe in and out Cannot, should not be controlled by you And the, you are the one that's being indoctrinated You are the one that's being indoctrinated And if you think of how many people Have felt that they needed to hide in the shadows About who they are and, and who they love Because of people like you Go fuck yourself Honestly, go fuck yourself. And look, as a parent, That's fine Like I said You can choose What you want to do With your child So if there are other people That agree with you And feel the same way That you do Why don't you all Go and gather yourselves together And go and start Your own fucking Ridiculous situation Elsewhere But to say that A school shouldn't Like I've got so many issues With the educational system In this country We all know that And I do believe that The way that Schools teach history That they teach certain things It is a form of indoctrination So it's not even like I'm backing The education system In this regard However There are times when we're not existing Merely black and white We're looking at the grey areas And this is going to rile some people up And then that means that you have to interrogate Your own internalised homophobia, transphobia And all of them things That's not for me to worry about That's for you That's for you to figure out But I believe that everybody should be able to live And love as they wish As long as it's causing no harm to other people Especially not children I'm there. I'm there for it. And the reason I say that is because I'm thinking of how this conversation often gets convoluted with um, those fucking idiots. Those pedophiles that are trying to say that there's trans age love and whatever, whatever. I don't like how everything is collapsed in on each other. It's really, really unfair and deeply homophobic. And it makes it hard to talk about the things that we should be talking about in society, like they're motherfucking pedophiles. Right. Which is not the same thing. Yeah, oftentimes people try to throw everything in together. Because when we look at people like myself, um, other young women or other women who were little girls, it weren't it wasn't no you know, it wasn't no gay person that came and abused me. Was that like not a heterosexual person, but you're not you're not calling in that out as an agenda. You don't want to talk about that because oh, we need to protect this person and protect that person and we need more black men in our communities and we shouldn't let the man get them. Like Everybody needs to really sit down and figure out what the fuck it is that they're trying to say Because a lot of it is not making sense And Mrs Montague, I just feel like you are a whole ass mess An absolute mess Um, The other story that I saw that I thought was absolutely wild um, Let me see if I can bring it up Um, I'm not playing it, I'm just trying to bring it up on my phone Let's see, because th- this is they they go into each other. Massachusetts prisoners may get shorter sentences for organ donations. A new bill proposes that prisoners get at least two months two months off their sentences for donating bone marrow or organs. Um, prisoners in Massachusetts may soon have the option to get their sentences reduced in exchange for donating their organs or bone marrow if a proposed law is passed in the U.S. state. A new bill with the aim of establishing an organ and donation program within the state's Department of Corrections has been proposed by two state lawmakers, both Democrats. What the fuck? If it passes into law, then the program shall allow eligible incarcerated individuals to gain not less than 60 um, and not more than 365-day reduction in the length of their committed sentence. Along with the new program, a committee would be established... um, Composed of five members responsible for overseeing the scheme The committee would also decide on eligibility standards For incarcerated individuals interested in the program And the amount of bone marrow and organs donated To earn one sentence to be commuted Currently the US Federal Bureau of Prisons Allows organ donations by inmates Only if the recipient is a member of their Immediate family but many state prisons Including those in Massachusetts have no pathway To organ or bone marrow donation No state allows organ Donation from executed prisoners Even if they were a registered organ donor Um According to the United Network for Organ Sharing, UNOS, there are currently 104,413 people in the US waiting for an organ transplant, 58,970 of which are on an active waiting list um, Judith Garcia, a Democratic state representative of Massachusetts 11th district in Suffolk and a co-sponsor of the bill said the bill would restore bodily autonomy to incarcerated folks by providing opportunity to donate organs and bone marrow and recognize incarcerated donors decisions by offering reduced sentences. Um, Jesse White, the policy director for the Prisoners' Legal Services of Massachusetts, issued a statement to McClatchy News, which said that the racial inequities were a serious problem for communities of colour when it came to access to donated organs and marrow But raise doubts about the proposed law As a way of solving the issue We are concerned regarding the potential for coercion And impact of inadequate medical care In incarceral settings We believe the solution must target The underlying structural problems Leading to health disparities Including ongoing needles I'm Sorry, ongoing needless incarceration Of so many who could live freely And safely in our communities Um, Yeah, That's mad. That is absolutely fucking mad. That's why it's in So You Man. That is fucking mad. Like, can you see in real time, Mrs. Montague, how when you try to ostracize people, what happens is that you, then they become dehumanized to the extent that you can make it look like you're humanizing them while actually you're dehumanizing them further. When we know that black people, um, working class people, um, You know non-white people generally um, Non-white middle class people Are overrepresented in the prison system We know that black people are overly Represented in the prison system We know about the 13th Amendment regarding the US And the idea that um, The ideology that Yeah slavery is no longer legal However if you are within the prison System we can basically do whatever the fuck We like to you so saying To these people that you'll reduce their Sentences um, By them donating an organ Is it really a donation? Is it really a donation When they're having to do it As a means of You know Getting their sentences reduced And does that not mean then That the follow on effect Will be that You sentence them more harshly You give them longer sentences Or that you sentence them When whatever they've done, whatever the transgression is, isn't even that deep Which is what's already been happening, but it will be exponential Like it will be ramped up on a mad vibe because we know about the prison Like the prison industrial complex within the US And so I worry for these um, prisoners I worry for these people who are imprisoned or who are incarcerated Because this is where we're headed Like it's so sinister, it is so sinister It is just another version of organ harvesting Um because you know that you can And you know that the system means That these people are always going to end up in here And so how do you create more prison spaces? Well, we'll take their organ And we're not going to, you know, do it with the best, um, you know Healthcare or whatever They're going to die Or dash them in the, you know, dash them in a the pit More people coming into the prison system anyway Like we ca- And the fact that it's being proposed by Democrats This is why I'm saying all this like Two-party politics business It doesn't mean anything Because there are fucking idiots everywhere <coughs> Pardon me And then on top of that I then read about um, What's happening I believe is that the Let me just check which country This is now happening in Um, Let's see here A bioethicist Has argued for using women Who have been ruled brain dead As surrogates Calling it whole body gestational donation Um, Anna Smydor of the University of Oslo wrote in the journal Theoretical Medicine and Bioethics that women who are brain dead shouldn't have their wombs going to waste when people who want children can use them We already know that pregnancies can be successfully carried to term in brain dead women, she said there is no obvious medical reason Why initiating such pregnancies Would not be possible But the ethics of such a decision Seems to have been overlooked by Smydal. I suggest that all other things being equal It should be an option for anyone Who wishes to avoid the risks and burdens Of gestating a fetus in their own body She said adding I suggest that brain stem, brain stem dead men Would also have the potential To gestate Meaning that the pool Of potential donors Is further increased And that certain feminist concerns Might thus be assuaged. They love doing that They love throwing things On top of each other The donor would have to give consent Ahead of time Smidal said But overall she believes Government policies Should support it State and health services Should adapt their policies And procedures to allow for Whole body gestational donation um, Among other donation options Um, She said if WB WBGD is viewed as a straightforward means Of facilitating safer reproduction And avoiding the moral problems of surrogacy We should be ready to embrace it As a logical and beneficial extension of activities That we already treat as being morally um, unproblematic Smidal um, acknowledged the process is straightforwardly The use of the body as a fetal container But like many apologists for surrogacy um, she still argued it should be allowed if the donor agrees Despite the inherited, um, inherently exploitative nature of surrogacy While many view surrogacy as an act of altruism Such as a contract at... Um, has a strong tendency to commodify um, such a contract has a, a strong tendency to commodify women and children and can put impoverished women at a disadvantage with the temptation to sell their wombs to the wealthy to produce desired children. In turn the act of conception and childbearing become products with couples choosing the kind of embryo they want, finding and hiring a woman often low income to gestate the child for them and then waiting for delivery. Surrogates in such situations are often not treated as whole persons But as gestating wombs that have been purchased for one sole purpose If things don't progress according to the buyer's stipulated plan Perhaps unwanted multiples are conceived Or the child is diagnosed with a disability Or is found to be the undesired sex Then the surrogate may be pressured to have an abortion Regardless of her personal feelings about it Some surrogates in similar situations have found themselves abandoned Along with the child Um I don't know. I don't know. Everything is getting very, it's all getting very weird. Crazy things are happening. It's all getting very weird. I don't feel like society is in a place right now to be doing that sort of thing. Women, the, you know, violence against women and girls is way too high for us to even think that. With something like consent or bodily autonomy can even enter into that conversation that somebody would have agreed to say like i donate my whole body to science i donate my whole body for you to just be growing children in like i don't know this is one of them things like i'm happy to know your views because i'm feeling very uncomfortable about it but maybe you have a perspective that can shine some kind of light on where i'm at I don't claim to always have the answers, I just feel like this is fucking weird, it's weird, you know, it's weird I feel like we're going, we're, same as that whole, um, you know, prison situation and organ donation and or whatever This as well, it, we're going somewhere that doesn't feel, knowing the fucked up people that run, uh, you know, our world, run our societies it doesn't feel safe to me. I feel like once we head down that road, it's going to be very hard to screw it, re like wheel it back. Right. Um, in one of my stories, in one of the stories in my short story collection, there's a story called uterus star. I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to spoil it, but I'm surprised that I was trying to be I was amping up the absurdity of certain situations, especially after I read about um, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. That's when I wrote that story, right? So now, now that my story is literally the proofs are going to come out in the next few weeks, knowing that in real time, we're basically talking about a story that I've already got in a book, which shows me that one I'm thankful to my ancestors and spirit for allowing me to be a channel even when I'm thinking I'm writing something that's absurd they're like no we're, you're just mirroring what we're about to see in society hence the book being called edge of here because I see so many things about to take place and I just wanted to write about them to be like fam I hope that you're also seeing what I'm seeing because before we know it it's no longer going to be the edge of here it is going to be the center of here and what the fuck are we going to do when that happens so it's not even a case of scaring people because the stories are beautiful but I do want to prompt us into considering the things that we're going along with and thus being complicit in um so that was that for so you mad um did someone send me a cute message oh it's just afternoon what are you doing hold on um let me see straw of the week who have I got down for straw of the week let me just read a young letter I think so I can Come up out of here I was going to talk about The firefighters And the assault Reading somewhere That um, You know Firefighters um, Women Female firefighters Have complained About sexual assault Even um, even when They've been at The site of fires That male firefighters Have been asking them For sexual favours And I just really feel Like this must be hell Like we must be in hell Because this not Does not make sense Anyway Straw of the week, okay. suck your mum This is a letter that says Hi Kolechi, I'm hoping this finds you And um, finds you and blessed and highly favoured um, Thank you for all you do And I hope 2023 is filled with nothing but happiness And success for you and yours I'm writing in to offer up a straw of the week Uh, Contender for both John Yems And especially the FA Football Association For their handling of a serious case Of disgusting racism, xenophobia, Islamophobia Amongst other things By former Crawley Town manager Yems Is it Yems? Because sometimes in football You lot have mad pronunciations I'd like to share with you the report Trigger warning contains discriminatory language Slash behaviour as mentioned above In which Yems um, was concluded to have not been been, um, To have been not a conscious racist Despite everything he'd said and done to his players He has only received a 15 month suspension From football for this It goes to show how little the FA Give um, a fuck about people of minority groups Within football And sends this message to anyone else How they will not protect them Disappointing but probably not at all surprising So a massive suck your mum to the FA and John Yems Um, And then you've put here the article Let me see Tweet of quotes from the investigation itself Let's see here So they concluded Let me see the report is out. It says, however, Mr. Yems then began to use demeaning language towards player one. He was constantly asking player one if he he if he had eaten jerk chicken last night, despite despite player one saying that he was of Nigerian, not Caribbean um, extraction and did not eat jerk chicken, to player one. Um, let me just say To player one This was simply racial stereotyping Player one specifically recorded one occasion Where he was playing darts in the canteen With player two Another black player Where Mr. Yems asked what they were doing Playing darts when people like them Normally blow sharp objects through their mouths Wow Mr. Yems then referred to Zulu warriors And made gestures as if using a blowpipe Player one also recorded an occasion Where Mr. Yems referred to the actor Arnold Schwarzenegger And in doing so, exaggeratedly mispronounced the end of his name to sound like nigger Um, Another occasion was when Mr Yems, in in referring to injuries, mispronounced niggles so as to sound like niggers at a team meeting The second witness was player four He joined the club in August 2021 on loan from Queen's Park Rangers He's 22 years old and of half Indian and half Irish, um, Irish heritage Mr. Yams would make fun of him um, for eating curry. On one occasion, when the players were eating pizzas from from a sponsor, Domino's pizzas, Mr. Yams asked him if he was upset there was no curry pizza. And on another occasion, referred to him as a he referred to him as a curry muncher. This is wild because they go on to say that this guy is not consciously racist. Can you not see how creative this this stupid ugly motherfucker is being with his statements? Let me, oh God, let me carry on um, Player four also recalled Mr. Yems Putting a cloth over his head and saying Ala, Allah, Allah um, Well, I'm going to finish that with peace be on to him Because, um, you know, what is it? Um, yeah, yeah, anyway um, What's that about Muhammad? Anyway, peace be on to him um, Once Mr. Yems was singing in an Indian accent And asked player four, do you sing in Pakistan? To which player four replied that he came from India Player four became so upset about Mr. Yem's constant racist quote-unquote banter that he suffered mentally He even feigned illness in order to not return to the club So then that's bullying, right? The next witness was player five, another black player He left the club in June 2022 when he was mentally in a bad state And had begun to drink heavily after being upset over things Mr. Yams said He recalled Mr. Yams saying he did not believe in the Black Lives Matter malarkey On one occasion, Mr. Yems asked player five and another black player, player two, if they went fishing. When they replied no, the response was that that made sense because they could stab, um, they would stab all the fishes in the pond. Jesus. (laughs) Player three is a talented young footballer from Iraq and is Muslim He was the butt of several jokes from Mr. Yems about being a terrorist He was asked if he slept with an AK-47 And told that he could not have a GPS vest Because you people blow up stuff in vests And asked 10 or 15 times if he carried a bomb in his bag On another occasion when player three was saying that he was going to play for Iraq and that England would be beaten Mr. Yem said that he would probably blow up the stadium and proclaimed Al-Akbar Wow There was another reference to blowing up the stadium with C4 when player three was in a changing room showers early in the 2021-2022 season um, their conclusion, the FA's conclusion was: having heard Mr. Yams give evidence and the light of the other evidence, we should like to make it clear at the outset that we are confident that Mr. Yems as a person, is not racist. Nor did Mr. Yams ever intend to make racist remarks. Nevertheless, it is how he, um, it is how what he said from time to time would be perceived by those um, whom it was addressed, which is what matters rather than his subjective intent. Um, This is the thing The FA, the FIA All of these organizations are inherently racist And so they are going to make, come to conclusions such as this Like how does he, su- how does he say all of that? How is, that all, all, how is all of that submitted in the hearing? And where you finish is that he's not consciously racist Was he not conscious all the time that he made those statements? He seemed like he was very much alive and breathing with his wobbly neck Seemed like he was very much alive and breathing When he said all of those things And you've come back to say Oh you know what You lot fuck off and suck your mothers Because that's fucking ridiculous And this is ultimately what happens all the time And people like Prince Harry I'm so tired of like People excusing themselves of their own racism By going no 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 Mine's unconscious bias I didn't even realise Shut the fuck up You are very very aware of what you're doing And if you don't start getting consciously conscious Of the racism that you're perpetuating Me too I can unconsciously start giving slaps we can all unconsciously start moving mad Because if a slap is what needs to be administered For you to get your mind right Then that's what you're going to chop today Omar, you go choppy batty You go choppy Fatty, Like immediately My hand will connect with your forehead Because no, it's getting out of hand It's really getting out of hand But that's all I wanted to say anyway I'm going to wrap it up I need to get going I need to go and take these rollers out of my hair And do a little cute situation Um, But anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this week's podcast It's been a lot I've tried to fit so much in I'm really proud of this episode I don't know why I just feel like I really did something I feel like I really did something. I really brought the energy. I really brought the zhuzh, I really brought the vibes. Um, and I'm wishing you a wonderful, wonderful week whenever you listen to this. I pray that all of the things that you're manifesting for yourself, that you're calling towards you that um will um that pertain to your highest good, I hope and I pray that they reach you. You deserve all of the best things. Thank you for riding with me, rolling with me. I really appreciate it Um, But yeah, like I said You can get tickets for the live show in Manchester If you're in, sorry, live show in Manchester What am I talking about? The live show in New York You can get tickets for that Um, I'll remember to post the link to the affirmation deck Um, What else? Um, The sit-down sold out Remember what I said about the live show in September It is not going to be It's not going to be on a weekend, right? So start preparing yourself Because you might need to do some things very, very soon but yeah, I guess that's that's that. I've been collecting your car for, and you've been listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. Well, that's it. I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani womaness Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this free, sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go here hard heart Time's calling for your long trots You might learn something, you never know Cause let you find, and she's wonderful, kind Don't say you're mine, say you mind.